Hey, 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 it's Jessica here, and I am obsessed with all things salon business and helping you navigate through the ups, the downs, and the absolute whirlwind that is this beauty industry. So if you're ready to level up in your business and have a laugh or two with me in between, then let's go ahead and get into this episode. Howdy, howdy, ho, my friends. <laughs> I don't even know. These intros are getting weird. I am here. I'm your, Je- I'm, I'm your Jess. Oh, my goodness. I am your host, Jessica. Welcome to the Salon Life Podcast. And wow, we're getting off to a great start. <laughs> okay, first thing we do before we jump into this episode is I'm going to give you my yays and nays for the week. Just the good and the bad, right? Okay, so my yay that I had last week is that I decided to go ahead and purchase a planner. It's a business planner. It's called Wealthiest Year Yet, and it is by Britt Siva. She, if you don't know who Britt Siva is, um, you should check her out. And are you, do you live under a rock, first of all? Um, Britt Siva does a lot of salon education and stylist education for businesses, not really like teaching hair and stuff, but for your business. And This year, I decided to go ahead and buy her business planner, and I am so excited to jump into it, and yeah, I think it's going to be great. So that was my yay. My nay, which mm -hmm, was that in the room that I we have in our house, like this back room, it's kind of my office slash where I get ready. Um, We have a really weird house, Um, (laughs) but we have like where our two roof lines meet. It's kind of hard to describe to you guys on here, but Where the roof lines meet, we basically, because of all the snow that we had recently, a little bit of an ice dam happening in like that crevice, if you will. (laughs) And the back room, eh, we had a leak. It started leaking. So I'm actually recording in that room right now on my computer and it smells a little musty in here and it's gross, but I have to just let the ice melt right now because we've chipped at it. My husband got up there and tried to get at it and it just needs to melt a little bit before we can get rid of the ice dam and stop the leak. So that's been super fun to deal with. But thankfully, um, none of the water has gotten on my computer or anything like that. It's just kind of where I do my makeup. (laughs) But that's okay. We're just gonna we're just gonna roll with it and, you know, fix it when we can. (laughs) Okay, so in today's episode, I am going to share with you my five tips to a successful salon. Have you ever wondered what the secret to a successful salon is? (laughs) Me too. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I might not know the exact magical secret to the most successful salon ever, but I am going to be sharing some of my personal tips and experiences that have helped me grow and really create a loyal team that just loves where they work. So these tips that I'm going to share with you have also created a successful salon. I do have six stylists in my salon, and I'm going to go ahead out on a limb here and say that all of us are Some of us are starting out, but most of us are very successful, and that is making our salon very successful. So let's get into this episode. So number one, strong teams who work together and encourage each other stick together. Mm -hmm. Yes, I'm sure you've heard of the term uh, gatekeeping before. (laughs) So a lot of older thinking or closed-minded saloners and stylists alike, gatekeep, and it blows my mind. Like they just don't want to share knowledge with other people. They're gatekeeping, they're gaslighting, uh, all those things. That way of thinking will not get you very far in this industry. Um, you will crash and burn and you will crash and burn fast. 
To me, the key to great salon culture is having a team that all works together and helps each other out and is happy for each other's successes, right? Being able to share our knowledge with each other and help each other out is so, so valuable and it really does create a very strong salon team and salon culture. I personally like to go out of my way to find and hire reliable, go-getter-minded stylists that really want to be part of a team atmosphere. Um, My stylists do feel comfortable enough to ask each other about color formulations and, you know, bounce ideas off each other, even in front of clients. Most of our clients like it. You know, they're kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, see what she thinks. (laughs) Let's make the best color possible. Um, I do think it makes for some amazing mutual trust and respect. I just love it. This, of course, does create a solid team, like I was saying, and a solid team is going to produce happy clients, which makes and equals a successful salon. So, of course, that is something that we want. Okay, let's move on to number two. Don't stick to the same strategy year after year. Now, what I mean by that is, firstly, it is so important to take a step back about twice a year and really evaluate where you are and what you want to focus on to help you reach your goals and you know reach your potential. So sticking to the same strategy year after year, if it's not getting you anywhere year to year, then clearly you need to change your strategy, right? Something that is huge is investing in education. That should always be a part of the goal. Um, you know how I feel about education if you've been following me for like two seconds. I'm very passionate about it. Because it obviously is good for you. It gives your clients better quality service. And also, if you're the salon owner and you are out there getting all this education or teaching and educating, something like that, you are going to inspire your hairstylists that are working in your salon to do better, which of course leads to, you guessed it, a successful salon. We want people to be reaching for higher and higher bars. That is how you have an ever-evolving salon also. Also, another part of that is building those strong relationships with your stylist. That should be a part of your strategy every single day. As a salon owner, you really need to build that honesty and trust. Your strategy shouldn't ever be the exact same again because if it's not working, then it shouldn't be the same, right? Our industry is also never the same. Everything in our industry, everything about our industry and everything in it changes constantly. I mean, like almost on the daily, I would say. (laughs) So set those goals, change your strategy. And if your strategy means completely changing your business model, then so be it, right? But take a step back about twice a year and really evaluate where you are and be like, okay, do I need to change something? Do I need to leave everything the same? Are we doing amazing? Maybe. But having goals and reaching for those goals and reaching for a better potential is what's going to bring you a successful salon. Alrighty, number three. If you want to have a successful salon, you have to want to own a salon. You have to want it. (laughs) If you own a salon that you don't want to act like an owner for, then why do you have it? Sorry, but like, I just don't understand. Some people think that maybe that's what they want to do. They want to own a salon because it looks cool and it's the thing to do. That is not for everybody. Maybe you're someone who needs to be in a salon suite with like one or two people like you and someone else. And that's okay. You don't have to own a salon. Not everyone needs to do that. Like that shouldn't be your only goal is to be a successful hairstylist and then open a salon. That that doesn't have to be your goal. Okay. 
So this one, number three is you have to want to own your salon. (laughs) So some people, like I said, just want to go in, pay rent somewhere or get paid to work there. And that's fine. That is great. Not everyone is cut out to be a team building, positive business owner. A salon owner who has other beauty professionals working in their salon should 1000% feel responsibility to be helping their stylists to grow, period. Obviously, if you want to hire people and not help them succeed at all, like, okay, I just don't understand why you would want to do that. You know what I mean? So things to help your beauty professionals or hairstylists grow in your salon would be things like providing them education, helping them market themselves, things like that. As an owner, you are their mentor. If you don't have a successful team, you don't have a successful salon. It is what it is. That's facts. That is facts. (laughs) If you're going to own a salon who is unsuccessful, then what's the point? And I know that there are people out there that, again, will, you know, open up a salon and they really aren't wanting to put the work in for their stylists or other beauty professionals that are there to help them market themselves, teach them all these things. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. But then don't let people come work for you that need help with these things. Okay, because you're just setting them up for failure. They're going to come into your salon and they're going to fail and that's going to look bad on you and on them. So, again, what is the point of doing that? If you are someone that doesn't want to be that type of salon owner, then don't be. (laughs) All stylists and beauty professionals that I know, at least, want to make money. Bottom line, if you cannot help them and mentor your team on how to do that and also obviously be setting a good example for them, then you should own a salon. Plus, you are going to end up with a high turnover of people because you aren't going to be offering them what they need to make money. And let's face it, we got on, all of us got into this industry to make money and have a career and be able to pay bills and provide for our families, right? So if you are not giving them opportunities and training and mentoring them on how to make money, then you need to just let them go. They need, they need to leave your salon <laughs> and they will. They will leave you in a heartbeat and go down the street, you know, over to Pamela's salon where Pamela actually teaches them how to be better at their career and their business, right? So that one, I can actually go on with this forever and ever, but we're going to move on to number four before I go off into some crazy tangent because <laughs> y'all know I like to do that. Okay, so number four is recognize when it's time for a refresh. Yes, A successful salon stays updated. I'm talking everything from like haircut trends to the best type of curling iron out there. A huge, huge part of updating the salon is updating the salon itself. No one wants to come sit in a broken chair or look at a wall that is all scratched up and needs to be painted. (laughs) No one wants to look at that. I'm not saying that a huge makeover is necessary all the time for the salon, but small things like... Uh, you know, like a fresh coat of paint can really revamp the space and keep you up with trends. Clients love aesthetically pleasing, trendy spaces, makes them feel like they're sort of getting their money's worth. Um, I mean, you can tell me right now, if you went and visited, uh, you know, Pamela's salon down the street and it was super dated, things were old and falling apart, even if you got an amazing hairdo or color, you are going to leave there disappointed because where you went and sat just wasn't updated. It wasn't fun. It wasn't trendy. Sorry, but that is facts. People do say that all the time. 
update your salon. It doesn't have to be an aesthetically trending salon like, um, you know, super modern and everything's beige. I'm not saying you have to be trendy with your salon decor, but it needs to be updated. It needs to be fresh. And again, you need to also be updated on trends and tools and products. That is all very important for a successful salon. Okay, now we're going to go into number five. Be able to listen and boss up. Ugh, I had a dramatic pause there because that is much easier said than done. <laughs> Let me tell you, I would know. In all seriousness, though, you need to be a good listener in order to have a successful salon. You need to be able to listen to your stylist and their clients, their likes, their dislikes, their concerns, all of it. Um, it's actually kind of funny in my salon. So my stylists, they know that they are more than welcome to talk to me about anything at all. Anything. I feel like, I mean, girls, if you're listening, I hope that you feel this way. I feel that I'm very approachable and I do pride myself on that because I don't want anyone to be afraid to come to me for anything. Like, no way. With that being said, I also feel the same about their clients and my clients alike. If one of their clients is having an issue, I would hope that they would message me and be like, hey, you know, I'm having a little bit of an issue. Is there anything you can do? And of course, I'm going to do my best to help resolve the issue. And I would really hope that they give me the chance also. But with all that being said, listen first. And then girl, you need to boss up. Put on your big girl pants and handle it. Being a salon owner is not easy. And you know what? No one told me it was going to be easy, but I also feel like I thought it was going to be a little easier, (laughs) but it's not. I am definitely not a confrontational person and also I'll add introvert to that Um, and then add being a salon owner on top of that. It's a weird mix and somehow it works. I make it happen. You have to boss up. That is going to make a good successful salon and salon owner. And I got to say, I just feel like a successful salon owner is someone who gives a crap and recognizes what changes need to be made and then jumps on it. So in order to be a successful salon owner and have a successful salon, you have to be able to affect change and do it in a way that's fair and honest. And probably the biggest way that you're going to be able to make that happen is by listening and then making the change, right? So being able to listen to your stylist and not just listening, but actually hearing what they have to say is probably one of the biggest things that a salon owner needs. You need that skill. It's a very, very important skill to have. Now, I know that the five things we just talked about are definitely more on the businessy sort of culture side of having a successful salon. I also do have tips for you guys for daily procedures on having a successful salon, like, you know, procedures and rules and things. And I will have those in another episode for you. Psst, it's coming up soon. (laughs) But for now, on this episode, we're just talking about those five things that I actually feel like are very core things that need to happen first before you can even work on anything else. These should be some of your goals in order to start making that culture a successful salon because if you don't have a strong culture or strong team, you have nothing. Alrighty. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Salon Life Podcast with me, your host, Jessica Wren. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I can't wait to chat with you in the next one. Bye for now.